In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Just confess and God will forgive you. Say the repentance prayer and receive Jesus Christ in your heart and you're set for life, eternal life, saved. As motivational, encouraging or somewhat magical that sounds and only sounds, there's a lot more to it than that. In Luke chapter 13 verse 24, Jesus teaches us to strive, strive, that is, make every effort to enter the narrow, narrow gate. Why? Because God is holy and we need to continue to live in the holiness we received from the holy mysteries of baptism. Again, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus instructs, Everyone, therefore, that hears these words of mine, so you listen to them, you hear them, and does them, doing, shall be likened unto a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And again, in chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus proclaims, Not all who call me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father in heaven. And St. Paul reiterates and instructs that we must be changed, we must be transformed not just accept. So going back to just confessing or confess, let's find the true value in the method and process of confessing, pleading, supplicating the Lord. Not merely slouching in a chair with feet stretched out while being wiggled and chatting or chilling out with God, no beloved. Let's read an example which Jesus gave in the parable of the man who owed 10,000 talents. You remember that? And his master was holding him accountable, not dismissing it. He was holding him accountable. Let's look at what he did, this man. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 26, we read, And falling down, or kneeling, the servant worshipped him, and he said, My Lord, be patient with me, and I shall pay you everything. He didn't ask for forgiveness. He asked for patience. Now, this is after what he was told, or what was told of his punishment, because simply he had nothing to pay. In verse 25, we read, 
And when he had nothing to pay, he was bankrupt, muflis, they say in the Arabic language. The Lord commanded, or his Lord commanded, that he would be sold. This is extreme, right? Not only him, but his wife and his children would be sold and everything that he had so that he would pay. Now that's cruel at first glance. Selling wife and children. Now that seems cruel at first glance, selling wife and children. But when we look closely, we see that Christ is emphasizing the total alienation from God when one is in sin, when one has a debt to God. So right now, beloved, if you are engaged, enjoying and willingly sinning and remaining in sin, dear bro and sis, you are alienated from God. But don't fret, don't be troubled. God is ready to forgive. Not dismiss your sins, but to forgive. We need to remember, beloved, God does not simply dismiss sin, but rather calls for accountability, giving us the gift of confession and repentance. Just as he didn't merely dismiss the original sin of man, for which Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, was held accountable so that we are graced with forgiveness through him. So again, looking at Matthew chapter 18, verse 26, And falling down, that servant worshipped him, and he said, My Lord, be patient with me, and I shall pay you everything. Let's break it down. Let's learn from it. Let's begin to put it in practice. Number one, he fell. He crumbled with guilt conviction he crumbled with grief there are, these are the prerequisites beloved that we must have these are the do's and the haves for confession grief being sorrow pshama look at what paul writes to the corinthians in his second epistle whom he had grieved by his epistle 2 Corinthians 7, 8 to 9. For although I grieved you by my epistle or by an epistle, I have no regret. I don't care. I don't regret grieving you. Even though I was sorry, I felt sorry for you, for I saw that the same epistle, though it grieved you for an hour, but on the other hand, it gave me great joy. Not because you grieved, for yourselves, but because you grieve or your grief brought you conversion. So for those who don't think much of or take offense of what St. Paul writes when he is referring to, uh, you know, the, the, he stands to, on society and on even the church when it comes to sin, immorality and filth. Well, I pray that it will bring you conversion from this sin, it will bring you conversion from immoralities and lewdness. And I pray that the conversion 
comes about like that of the falling down man who was forgiven his debts. Again, he didn't ask for forgiveness. He said, I will repay you. But when you continue to read the parable, let's not do what he did next. We won't go into that. He wanted to go kneecap someone because he owed him 50 uh, talents. But he owed 10,000. Secondly, we see that he worshipped. He held his Lord in reverence. He adored his Lord. He submitted to his Lord. He threw himself at the mercy of his Lord. And that's what we need to do. We need to bend down knees. We need to go down, beloved, prostrate. We need to revere, adore, throw ourselves at the mercy of God in supplication. Again, not sitting in a chair with feet stretched out, being wiggled and, what is it, um, twiddling our thumbs and talking to God. Not running around and hoorahing and, and claiming that I am praying to the Lord. Not jumping up and down. You know, I saw, I saw this most, most, blasphemous video. This is in a church, beloved. This is in a church that preaches Jesus Christ, the only Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, sola scriptura, only the Bible, only the Bible, where they place the Bible on the ground and someone kicks it as though they're playing football. <laughs> this is on, I think it was on the Super Bowl Sunday. You call that a church? You go to these churches, get out, Pluton. Out, get out from those churches, beloved. If that church is teaching you to just proclaim and the Lord will forgive, get out of those churches because we see that it's totally against the Holy Scriptures. This is a parable we're talking about that Jesus gave. Not St. Paul or St. Peter or St. Mark or Matthew. No, no. Jesus gave this. This is Jesus incarnate speaking to us, giving us an example. He fell on his knees. You need to fall on your knees when you come to confess. When you come to besiege and plead and supplicate. Knees bent. Head touching the ground. Remember, the ground is the footstool of God when Jesus said, do not swear on the heavens or on the ground or on the earth because the ground or the earth is God's footstool. In Psalm 95, verse 6, we read, Come, let us kneel and worship him, and we shall bless the Lord God in our hearts, in our minds, in our deeds, in our actions, because he made us. Let us kneel, fall down, not merely a lip service, no. So again, during this time of the great fast, and I pray that you are fasting, beloved. As Christians, we need to be praying, fasting, reading the Holy Scriptures, which are all tentacles of faith and love we have in Jesus Christ. You love the Lord Jesus Christ, do what he did. Don't be fake. Do what Jesus did. He fasted, he prayed, he forgave, he humbled himself. Do what he did. So during this time of great fast, as we are being held accountable, beloved, um, you know, we spoke about this last week, accountable because of our sins, being held accountable by Christ, his church, and even ourselves. 
Let us kneel and worship in prayer, confession, and supplication, pleading not to be forgiven because we do not deserve that, beloved. We don't deserve it. But pleading that he, the Lord, has mercy upon us so that we can repay, so that we can begin that process of repentance. Because we are truly not worthy. We are truly not worthy because of our frailty and our many sins. And our gracious Lord God, on the other hand, according to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, is able by his almighty power to do for us even more than we ask or think according to his power that works in us. He will forgive. He will reinstate. He will grant us authority. He will clothe us with a garment of grace. He will place that ring of authority upon our fingers and he will give us those new shoes to walk in the Gospels according to God's perfect will. This we need to do during this time of Lent to be supplicating. Fall on your face. Fall on your knees. That's a Christmas song, Nativity. That's, well, either, I'm either late or too early. <laughs> we need to truly fall on our knees as this man did and supplicate. Once again, beloved, keep in mind, we need to remember this, that God does not simply dismiss sins. No, we will be held accountable we are being held accountable for every deed, every action, and Christ mentions every, every idle word that proceeds from our mouths, we will be held accountable for. So we need to remember that God does not simply dismiss sins, but rather calls for accountability, giving us the gift of confession and repentance. And we see this. Original sin was not merely simply dismissed. Someone was held accountable, and that was our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. On our account, the scriptures say, on our account he fasted, on our account he prayed, on our account he emptied himself from all his glory and took the likeness of a servant. On our account, he was obedient to the Father, obedient to the cross, the death, the most cruelest death. On our account, he humbled himself and he took on our infirmities. And through him, beloved, we are graced with forgiveness through Jesus Christ. So think about your sins. Think about your foolish deeds, acts, actions, gossip, speech. We've spoken about this. Think about that. We will be held accountable. Now is the time to throw ourselves on our knees again with our heads touching the ground at the mercy of God and asking him to have mercy, to be patient, to strengthen us, to grant us the desire to begin the repentance, to begin to repay. And what do we repay, God? How do we repay Jesus Christ of our sins? We don't need to go and crucify ourselves. You see this in these South American countries. During the, the Feast of the Resurrection, people cr 
crucifying themselves on the cross. God hasn't asked us to crucify. It means nothing, beloved brother. And if you're if you're listening from one of these South American, you know, Brazil, I don't know, one of these countries, it means nothing. You crucifying yourself on the cross means nothing. It's not literal. Crucifying means, beloved, to denounce yourself, to deny yourself to take up that cross. That's how we repay God. We repay God by denouncing ourselves, denying ourselves, our will, our desire. We repay our debts by believing in the blood of Jesus Christ, which was shed on the cross for you and I, through whom he purchased us, through his blood. We admit this is how we repay God with our debts. We we confess and we believe and we, we admit that the Lord is only pleased by the sacrifice of his son. I don't need to do any sacrifices. I need to repent. I need to hang my head as a bow, as we spoke last uh, episode, and I need to come to the Lord with a contrite spirit and literally, literally now, throw myself at his mercy and ask for the Lord to have patience with me and to help me and to strengthen me. And believing that the Lord, as we continue to read this parable, you read that his master, his Lord, had mercy on him and he forgave his debt. He was asking for patience. His master, his Lord, forgave him his debt. The Lord is ready to forgive those who are truly grieving over their sins, their follies, their foolishness. Praise and glory be to the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. For any future topic suggestions or to give us detailed feedback, please visit our link in the show notes, linktr.ee forward slash double-edged sword. Until next time, God bless you all.